Hi, and good morning. Today is June 9th, 2021, and it's another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. And I am your host. My name is Ellie Molina. For those of you who are new to the podcast, I am an intuitive, a psychic, a consultant, I'm an author and an educator, and I've been educating for many, many years, and I'm so excited to have everybody here on the podcast with me who's here live. So blessings and greetings to you all this morning, and just a little bit of housekeeping. If you're interested in actually speaking and calling in, you will need to have a headset in order to do that. Otherwise, you can just type your questions into the chat and then we can all see. So welcome, welcome, welcome to everyone who's entered into the live audience right now. And first thing that we're going to talk about this morning is just a little bit of what I'm up to. So I have just redesigned my SciKids website, which is www.psi-kids.com. And this is a website for children of all ages. So you don't have to be a little kid in order to participate in this Um, because we're kids also. There are all ages within us. We all know that. And on this website, there will be an opportunity for you to practice working with your third eye and training yourself to see over time, distance and space. It's called remote viewing for those of you who are new to this. And one of the days we'll talk about remote viewing and all the different strategies that are involved. Only for now, a simple way to remote view is just to go to the website www.scikids.com and then follow the instructions that are on the website and then get lost in the image and note down what you see and then come back and check this afternoon today on Wednesday as the targets will be revealed each Wednesday going forward starting today and just have fun with it. It's a good practice, good training for you. Uh, One way to begin if you're out of practice or you've never done this work before. And so good morning to everybody that has entered Intuitive Muse. Good morning, CR39, Josie, Deb Warfield. Good morning, good morning. I want to talk a little bit about astrology first because tomorrow is the new moon and a solar eclipse. And this solar eclipse is this new moon that we're having tomorrow is going to be the first solar eclipse of the year. And um, it's going to be pretty bright. You'll be able to see rings around the new moon at the mid-eclipse point. It's also called the ring of fire. So this is a very, very dramatic eclipse. And you do you can see it here in North America at sunrise on tomorrow, June 10th. However, uh, the northerly and easterly locations of the U.S. will have the best view. You can also watch it on something called Virtual Telescope TV. 
And if you um, make note of that, it's called Virtual Telescope TV. You could watch it live. If you're actually going out to watch it, you've got to be careful because this is the kind of eclipse that can really hurt and damage your eyes. So you want to be mindful of that. Never look at the sun directly, okay? And just know tomorrow's going to be really potent, powerful solar eclipse, new moon in Gemini. So that is astronomy. And in terms of how that will impact us astrologically, well, there are a couple of ways. First, if you know how to use your own personal natal chart, you want to go and look at where is the moon located in my particular chart. So if the moon is located, for example, in your fourth house, which is the house of the home and um, building foundations, well, then you know that this new moon, the new moon over here is going to positively impact anything connected to your home, perhaps a new career, a new job. We know that new moons are always the time for new beginnings. And the fun thing about this new moon is that the following day on June 11th, Mars will enter into Leo and Leo is extremely fiery. And when Mars is in Leo, this is the time when you can get things done. There's going to be so much action happening during this time while Mars is in Leo. It's almost as if you're going to have jet propulsion fuel in your, in your, in your tushy. <laughs> and you can take off and head up to the moon with Jeff Bezos, who is going to be on one of the first flights going forward on his own Blue Origins. So this is exciting. He gets to have his dream and manifestation come true. And so um, that's what he's been aspiring to all his years since he was five. And you could read a lot of articles on him um, concerning him going up to the moon as a passenger with his brother. But the point here is just that. This energy that we're going to be collecting on, if you have dreams that you want to put into the universe, you know, we're always dreaming and we're always creating and manifesting. However, there are some times just that are a little bit better than others. So you want to take um, this time and really set your goals, set your intentions, start your new habits and remember that you've set your goals, you've started your new habits and then follow and follow suit because you've got a lot of action and a lot of energy during these next few weeks. You want to use it. Okay. All right. So today on Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights, we have a wonderful question submitted. And I'm going to read it to you just verbatim over here, the way that it was presented to me. Okay. I, dear Ellie, I have noticed that in several spiritual teachings from different traditions, the, this reoccurring theme comes up that an initiate must not use magic for their own personal gain and that material possessions should not be valued. Some of my spiritual friends full, wholeheartedly preach this and I observed they are financially struggling. I disagree with this teaching as my own inner guidance realizes that money is an energy which can be used to propagate positive changes in the world on a massive scale. I think it would actually be quite brilliant for a magical conscious individual who is working with positive intentions for the good of all to use psychotronic powers to create a massive amount of wealth that can be used for the good of our planet and humanity. 
Why can't some of this wealth be used for their own enjoyment consciously, as the individual is also part of the good for all? My feeling is that some of these teachings have been misinterpreted in translation or even purposefully, purposely put to trick people into being poor and or block them from stepping into their full power. What are your thoughts on this teaching? Thanks, Ellie. Okay, loaded. <laughs> totally, totally loaded question. Okay, so uh, thank you for that question, CR out of NYC. And let's just backtrack a little bit. So historically, we, it's, uh, I'm just going to say it's common knowledge, but is it really common knowledge? Because just because it's in our circles that the people that we hang around with does not necessarily mean that it's common knowledge. However, we do know that going back to pre-Christianity, biblical times, if we look at the Babylonians and we look at the Chaldeans and we start to look at their images, they, the images that they have left for us, we're going to see that they were carrying, um, they were carrying these Pine, um, pine cone shapes um, towards the kings. And the pine cone shapes we have learned have been representational of the third eye, the pineal gland. And so we know that the ancient Babylonians and the Chaldeans, this is again all pre Christ error, were totally aware of the power of the human brain, the gland, the third eye. We've seen this through other cultures across the board, pre-Christianity. And so it exists. We have enough information to know. Even research and neuroscience right now is beginning to discover and let's call it prove that the, the gland, the third eye gland, is able to do much more than just produce melatonin. And so... This is coming to light now in the, in, in the science world. However, science always needs a bit of time to catch up to things that are happening that it can't understand and prove. So getting back to this, this question, this is a belief now, um, CR, and the, I'm going to give you my belief on this one. And my belief is rooted in um, following the analysis and breakdown of Christian, Christian documents that we know that are publicly available and that it, it hasn't been a secret that there's always been the opportunity to, let's call it dumb down the masses and keep people from realizing their potential. And there are many different ways that, the, uh, that people get dumbed down, be it through media, social media today, um, any way to distract an individual or teach or preach the individual from having that power within them. Even when we, when we look at many of today's gurus that are out there, the secret sauce is always missing. So they'll never exactly tell you how to do it yourself. They'll give you instructions. Now then this raises the question for me, do they actually know how to do this work themselves? Or um, are they giving you almost everything that you need, just not the exact secret sauce 
to get you to be able to manifest clearly, easily, create, use your psychotronic power that is within your body. It is there. It exists. It's just a matter of learning how to use it. And so if we go back now and we start to look at historical documents through Christianity, we're going to see that um, a lot of the work that was known has either been, again, lost in either translation or it's also been lost intentionally and it will find itself in in Vatican vaults or places that we as um, you know, a tourist are not going to have access to. However, there is enough information there, um, CR, to prove that we are these powerful, powerful beings. And so now, again, let's let's go back to um, spirituality and the idea of being poor and struggling. So, you know, where this has come from is perhaps a misinterpretation. And again, I, I can't say to, oh, this was exactly misinterpreted. I don't have that information. I'm not familiar with the Bible to that extent that I could say, oh, this was a misinterpretation or that um, perhaps other texts, um, the from other cultures where there is that information, that misinterpretation. Um, we do know that that um, a lot of teachers and many different religions and in spirituality have often said, there's really nothing noble in being poor. I mean, uh, this again turns into a belief. So to have money and be spiritual, it doesn't exclude one another. I mean, they're all inclusive in my world. And you're asking me over here for my opinion. And as far as I'm concerned, one can have as much money as one needs and do good with it. You know, that's all part of being spiritual, isn't it? So it really comes down. You're not, in my opinion, you're not serving anyone, not even yourself in being poor because when one is poor, financially, a person ultimately falls um, onto somebody else as a responsibility. So if you're poor and you're spiritual and you have no money, well, who's paying your rent? And so, you know, this gets into, like I said, this gets into a lot of different facets. But what I would like to focus on is the second half of your question, which is looking at um, why you asked over here, why can't there be, or I think it would actually be quite brilliant for a magical conscious individual who is working with positive intentions for the good of all to use psychotronic powers to create massive amounts of wealth that can be used for the good of our planet and humanity. And so that is brilliant and that can be done. And first, you know, I'm going to just give you some teaching tips over here to get it started. Um, it all begins with belief and expectations, what you believe that you can have and what you believe and expect is possible for you. So just let's take an imaginary situ situation over here. Imagine that there is a conscious individual who knows how to use psychotronic powers. Okay. And for those of you just listening for the first time who haven't been on the podcast with me before, psychotronic powers is the ability to use our in our third eye 
and energy from our body to remote view, see over time, distance, and space, manipulate energy, telekinesis, perhaps turn off a fountain, create, um, open up, create opportunities that would then, I'm not going to say defy, but opportunities that seem highly unlikely in going through third dimension. Okay, like I got to wait online for three hours to have this happen. And then using psychotronic power, which is the power of your third eye, intentionality, and knowing how to use that energy that all of a sudden you get to create a way that you circumvent that three-hour wait on the line and you're next. And we've all had experiences where we've been able to do this when it mattered to us. And so that is psychotronic power is the ability to use that energy to achieve results easily um, when you know how to use it. It takes training. It takes focus. It takes work. It takes knowledge. It takes belief. And belief is really the currency of psychotronic power. There's, you got to believe that it's possible because if you don't believe that you can move an object with your mind or that you can manipulate energy with your mind or with the energy of your body, then you know, it's not going to work for you. So getting back to being able to use this psychotronic power to um, accumulate large amounts of money for the good of all. So let's take a look at what that would look like to accumulate large amounts of money using psychotronic powers. Well, one way would be to, um, to work on the lottery. So if you were to win a large amount of lottery using psychotronic power, then you'd be, if you were so inclined, you'd be able to use that money to help other people for the good of all and to use it for yourself. Because you don't, nobody, this is my opinion again, why would someone choose to become a um, person that the state or other or other institutions are taking care of when you have the ability to produce your own income, only you don't want to produce your own income because you're being spiritual. So there's like nothing glamorous in being poor. You don't have access to helping other people when you're poor. And, you know, even Mother Teresa, she, she may have not had her own personal income, but she had a large amount of people that were funding her and paying for her existence and, and, um, enabling her to go do her work through funds, funding, and not everybody has that opportunity to be a Mother Teresa. So in my opinion, I don't see anything particularly noble about being spiritual and poor. It would be much better to have the money to be able to A, help yourself, and B, help other people as well. Okay, so before I continue to the next part of this call, does anybody have any questions? Because you can call in, you can ask, you can text your questions in here um, as I continue to move forward. So if anybody has any questions, feel free right now to either call in, join this discussion um, as I get ready to move into part two as to what blocks us or many people from having money when we are quote unquote, spiritual, what are our blocks? What's keeping us from creating that wealth that um, is so actually so easily to, easily attainable when we put our energy and focus on it? Okay, 
Um, anybody have any questions? Call on in right now. You just need a headset and hit that call button if you're on your phone. I'll give you a second. No questions? Nobody's got any questions? <laughs> it's so funny because this this educator part of me is is over here. Control it, Ellie. Don't ask anyone to call in. <laughs> it's like calling on students over here. Okay. Um, nobody's calling in right now. And so therefore, I'm going to move right into part two of the question or the embedded question over here, which is um, using psychotronic to powers to create massive amounts of wealth. Okay. So let's say that you do want to have money because money is a good thing. It is a form of energy. The more money that you have, depending on your belief system, the more that you can positively impact the planet. I mean, we could take a look at some people who have a lot of money who are making really big, profound historical changes and who are impacting the planet positively. And for whatever it's worth and whatever your personal opinions are on Jeff Bezos, um, he began his career with looking to help other people to make life easier. And as much as we want to say, oh, Amazon is destroying, Amazon is doing this, Amazon is doing that. Yes, that may all be well and true. But at the same time, Amazon has provided services to people in rural areas and other places or people who are homebound who would have never been able to um purchase and have the things that Amazon has provided for them. So we can argue that Amazon is good. Amazon is evil. This is a personal opinion. And the other thing that Jeff Bezos has been able to do is that he's decided, I don't know him. I'm just making this up. This is what it looks like from where I'm sitting, that he's decided to put his money, time, and energy into space exploration. And He'll be, you know, he's using that money to drive the human humanity into the space area. And we can all argue if that's a good thing or a bad thing or entitled to our opinions. Um, but for example, that money can be used for, you know, his money or your money. When you make that money, if you have that money, you can use that money to create all kinds of programs for humanity, for people, for contributions. You know, I don't have to tell you what to do with that. You could, amazing things can happen with that money. Okay, so now, what blocks us from money? What keeps us from money? And, you know, it's so simple that, it's, it's just so simple that it's almost unbelievable about how simple it is. But basically, the truth of the whole matter is that it really is your belief system. And so once you start to look at your belief system, like what are the thoughts that you have about money? What are the conversations that you heard when you were a child? Because we, we do know that programming takes place from the time the you know infants are two years old, if not earlier, between two to five, two to six. Our programming has been put into place. And then we either spend the rest of our lives learning what our programming was or going to undo it. And that's why all these self-help 
courses and gurus are here so that we can undo the programming and unlearn what we have learned. So this now, you want to look back at, okay, what are my beliefs around money? What were the conversations that we had as children in our family about money? And what beliefs did I create about money? You'll hear people say, oh, you know, I don't want to work that hard. It's too much. I don't need that much. So there's, again, there is the contentment, you know, how content are you with what you have? Now, one does not need to have a lot of money to be happy. Money and happy happiness, we know, are not, um, they're not inclusive. It doesn't mean just because you have money, you're going to be happy. And just because you have no money, you can't be happy. So we know that. So we want to look at what will you, if you're interested in having large amounts of money to help humanity, then you want to look at, okay, well, what are my blocks right now to having that amount of money? What do I believe is possible? And then we want to look at the end result. Okay. What would it take to have that money? And basically, if you were working through psychotronics, then what it takes is the belief that you can accumulate that wealth through energy sources. Okay, so do you want to look at like what's possible? All right. And then you can do it through energy sources, psychotronics, probably the easiest way through psychotronics would be to manipulate and win lotteries. That is by far the easiest way um, in terms of using psychotronic energy. Or if you have a business that you are already running, to be able to use that energy to expand your business, to have your business grow, to start using the energy and the power of your business to accumulate new clients, new, you know, new um, venues of income so that you start to expand on your business, grow your business so that more income comes and you can invest, et cetera, et cetera, in the you know, third dimensional way of doing things. So now we want to look and, at your beliefs about money. So you will only have the amount of money that you believe is possible for you, unfortunately. And we know this because we have a blueprint that we run with. And that is why you could spend hours studying um, historically people who have come into large amounts of money overnight who have not trained themselves in understanding their blueprint, they're going to lose it. Now, they may not lose it all. They have, they'll lose what they have until they get to their comfort level. We operate on a blueprint. We operate on a thermostat. So, for example, if you're comfortable with $100,000 in your bank account and savings, and all of a sudden you win the lotto, and the lottery, and now you have $5 million, if you haven't done the work to prepare yourself for that huge increase, you're going to find that through circumstance, through bad investments, through the universe, through God knows what you want to call it, you're going to find yourself back at your $100,000 level because that is your blueprint and your thermostat. And so prior to, if you are looking to win and make that money through psychotronics so that you can help other people and yourself, prior to making that money, you want to start to look at what beliefs do I have so that you can start to work with, you know what, when I do amass that money, as soon as that money is amassed, this is what I'm going to be doing with it. This is where it's going to go. This is how I will feel in advance so that you start to program yourself in your body physically as to 
what you believe you can accept and what you can feel in your body as real for you. Because imagination is all that is real. It is the feeling. If you do not feel worthy of this money, you will lose it. If you feel worthy of this money, you will retain it and you will start to amass more of it. So with that, again, we want to look at what are my beliefs Oh, it's too much. It's too hard. I don't need it. Who cares? All right. So that may be true for you. And that will keep you exactly where you are. Only then that's fine. And that's, that's great. Only then maybe you want to give up the affirmations about being a millionaire. If that's really the underlying energy and frequency that you have going on in your body. So oh, I got enough money. It's okay. I'm comfortable. Great. That's what you'll have. Only then the affirmations will not be working for they, they most likely they're not going to work. I mean, there's always a fluke, right? But in terms of, you know, you'll be doing that affirmation for God knows 20 years and you'll still be vibrating at the same frequency that you have of your thermostat of what's comfortable for you, what you can allow, what you can accept, what you believe you deserve. Okay. Um, I've got two minutes left. Anybody have any questions, any, anything that they want to, contribute, say something, <laughs> participate. One of the things that I also, you can just interrupt me by the way, cause I'm just gonna keep speaking. This is one of the reasons why I really love doing the Psy Kids work because it's not about just being able to remote view. In order to remote view, we are working with energy to reprogram our children as to what is possible so that following generations are not going to have to undo everything that we've done and go to therapy in order to come, you know, break up the stories about, oh, I don't know, we didn't have yada yeah. So by doing this work with children and even with yourself, if you can do a remote view on my website, you know, and you know, hey, I got that target. I saw this. I saw that. Then what will keep you from changing your beliefs, motivating yourself and starting to generate extra money, get through your blocks? You don't need to go to therapy to get over your blocks. Just look at the conversations that you are having with yourself. They will reveal your blocks. You don't need anybody else. Um, to, to tell you, oh, you have a block here, you have a block there, let's clear it energetically, as ah, I'm not going to work. Okay, quick question came up, thank you, thank you, best daily way to open to more money. Okay, um, in a nutshell, you want to first, like, seriously, write it out, um, Deb, write out how you Feel how you physically feel about money. Take a look at how you physically feel about money and get that feeling into your body. If you believe and feel that you have to struggle in order to make money, then you want to look at that feeling, identify it and say to yourself, okay, you know what? I am, I'm ready to give up this feeling of struggle. I'm ready to give it up. And if you're ready to give it up, you want to then start to change your self-talk and you got to catch your self-talk. So that means when you're looking at something that you want to purchase and you hear it really quickly in the back of your head, oh, we can't afford that. You got to catch that at that particular moment. 
So in order to open up to more money, the first thing that I'm going to suggest is for you to become totally aware, as aware as you possibly can about your feelings, your feeling in your body about money and your self-talk. I have worked with a lot of clients that every time I talk about money, they get sick to their stomach. And it's like, okay, well, you know, you got, this is what it costs and this is what it costs. And they cringe in their body. There's an actual contraction, like feeling sick about having a conversation about money. These are the same people who don't open their bank statements, who may have credit card debt because their bodies are responding and, and contracting to fear of money. So wherever you are in this conversation about what your body is doing with money and your thoughts, because, you know, the mind and the body and thoughts and the body go together. So you want to look at what are what am I thinking about money? I got to work hard. I'm never going to have enough. It's a, I'm in a rat, uh, what's it called? A race, um, hamster wheel, you know, only the rich get rich. I don't have any, you know, you got to check all this. You got to check it. You got to identify it. You have to recognize it. And then you can start to look at, Hmm, what will that take to change? What beliefs do I have that I can begin to change? And so that would be my first suggestion for this. And as we are now officially two minutes over time, I'm going to suggest that we continue the conversation and let's take a conversational look at money and what we can do to bring it in. And of course, my favorite conversation is let's use psychotronic power and who needs to do all this hard work when we can do it through the energy of the universe. So um, without further ado, I leave you to creating your new um energy patterns on the new moon coming up tomorrow. And let's continue the conversation. All right. Um, everybody have a very blessed and fortunate and exciting day today. Lots of love, lots of money. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.